Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, registered nurse, health, wellness, and passive income advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is episode number five of the six-part health and wellness series. And I have a super, super just, I don't even know. She's my best friend. We're like soulmates. Um, But I'm excited to have her on. Her name is Jenny. And she is going to be talking and just sharing her story about the power of plant-based nutrition. So Jenny, if you would just introduce yourself and tell us who you are and a little bit about you. Hey everyone, my name is Jenny and uh, I have really been on this amazing health and wellness journey. So much so that I gave up the standard American diet and completely changed my life. And now it is my mission to help others do the same. Awesome, awesome. And I know that you know, you have developed this passion for living a healthy lifestyle. Can you kind of take us back to where you were and kind of like where this all started? Sure. So it was almost four years ago. I was 36 years old. Um, I had been working in the healthcare industry for about 15 years. I was a medical coder, a chart auditor, and a medical compliance officer, which I'm still all three of those things. But what I noticed working in that industry, now when I was younger, I really didn't think too much about the chronic disease when I was in my 20s, although it was in every single chart, the same diseases over and over and over again. But then once I got into my 30s and I was, you know, 36 years old, my husband was uh, is almost four years older than me. So he was get creeping, you know, close to uh, 40 and I started feeling really bad getting headaches during the day. I needed some caffeine. I needed to take a nap. My knees were hurting. I would wake up in the mornings and my knees just felt like I was sleeping like a pretzel. Um, my asthma was really bad. I was reaching for my inhaler a couple times a week. And then I started really looking at these charts in a different way because I saw that the charts that I was reading were closer to my age and my husband's age. And so I started looking at these diagnoses that I would see day in and day out. We're talking heart disease, chronic kidney disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, fatty liver disease, all sorts of cancers. I mean, so, so much prostate cancer, so, so much breast cancer. And when you are reading these charts and auditing these charts, I'm talking at least a hundred a day, five days a week, you know, it does something to you. And so I started really looking into why this was happening. And then, oh, open the can of worms. I started reading all the books, watching all the documentaries, um, watching all the YouTube videos. 
And now here I am, we, we ditched the animal products and I couldn't be happier about that. I'll never go back. Yeah. And I love that you bring up the power in that as you dove into these charts and you started seeing all of these chronic conditions and it was like this repetitive thing. It was like over and over and over and over again, you kept seeing like heart disease, diabetes, all of these things. And when you really dive into what we're going to talk about today, about the power of a plant-based diet, which FYI, and Jenny, we're going to talk about this in depth, but it is the only diet proven to cure the number one killer in America, which is heart disease. And so as you're looking at these charts and you're trying to figure out why are people so sick? And this is literally our country. This is America. Like, why are we dying of preventable diseases? And, you know, you being in your mid thirties, why am I feeling this way? Like, it's, this is not normal. And so it was almost a blessing in disguise that you were in that industry because it really changed your life. You're never going back to <clears throat> the, you know, you never want to go back to feeling the way that you felt before. And so really it empowers you to now be able to help other people learn about the power of plant-based nutrition and really just feel their best because I think that so many people just, they feel crummy and they don't really, they're not making that connection like between the nutrition and the way you're feeling. And I did an entire episode on this. It's episode number 13, where it dives into the healthcare system and it really being a business model. And you can talk to any nurse, any doctor, anyone in the medical field they are not taught the, the, the science behind nutrition. And even though there are piles and piles and piles of scientific evidence that validate the power of nutrition, we're not teaching this because there is no money in preventing disease. <laughs> Our healthcare system thrives on people being sick and it's, it's really a hard pill to swallow, I think, for healthcare professionals because we've invested all of this time and energy and money and all of this you know, effort into being a nurse, being a doctor, whatever that is, to realize that the whole reason that we got into healthcare was to help people, but the system that we're working in is failing our patients. They're failing to keep people well. They're failing to prevent disease. They're failing to cure disease. And we're prescribing pills that are for symptoms. Like in reality, your, your body has the power to cure itself. And when you have these symptoms, that's your body telling you that you need to do something different. So if you're listening, if you're experiencing any kind of health issues, just really lean into what we're about to dive into about the power of plant-based nutrition. So can you share with us where you went from feeling the way you were, your joints were aching, you know, you were feeling tired to how you're feeling now and what you're actually incorporating in your diet? Great. Sure. So um, when I phased out all the animal products, I immediately started to notice that my knees were not hurting anymore. We're taught that dairy is what does a body good. No, it doesn't. It actually causes cancer and chronic inflammation. It doesn't do the body good at all. <laughs> um, 
The meat also causes inflammation and this stuff is easily found by a simple Google search by credible sources. Um, So my knee pain went away. The dairy, when I gave that up, my asthma, I might have to use my inhaler once every six months now, um, opposed to using it three times a week. Wow. Incredible. Um, I'm not tired anymore. My skin is better. I feel literally like I'm aging backwards at almost 40. I feel like I did when I was 20. I'm not tired. My headaches are completely gone. And I've since left the medical field doing all that stuff. And I've transitioned into becoming a personal trainer. So I'm currently running a gym and, uh, training lots of clients every day. And I'm up early, early in the morning, working out in my home gym and training clients and then working from home, going into work in the evenings. And I might not get home till eight or nine o'clock. So there's no naps there. (laughs) So so thank goodness that I feel amazing because I just don't have time. And another thing I want to point out about food is food is not supposed to make you tired. I know eating the standard American diet, you go eat lunch and then you get back to work and all you want to do is take a nap, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're reaching for the soda or the caffeine, whatever your habit of choice is. But real food that provides the essential nutrients in your body, it's not supposed to make you tired. You're supposed to feel energized and feel good. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And I'm going to share uh, actually episode number six of this health and wellness series is a information packed episode where I shared some resources about books. I've shared five books and then I also shared five health documentaries. And I know you mentioned in the beginning, you kind of dove into, you know, you opened the can of worms and started just educating yourself on everything around, not just plant-based nutrition, but just health and wellness in general. And so within those documentaries, and one of the first ones that I actually watched was what the health. And so I kind of, you know, I'll dive into that in episode number six and what it's all about a little bit more, but really, I think knowledge is power. And once you know something, you can't unlearn it. So as healthcare professionals, everyone that's listening to this podcast as a nurse or a healthcare professional in some aspect, it is very important that we educate ourselves on these types of things. Just because we're not taught them in school does not mean that they are not valid. And I also read something in the book, fiber fueled that I'll share with you guys on the next episode, but it, and this blew my mind and Jenny, I don't know if you know this, but it takes 17 years for something to be scientifically validated to come into medical practice. So these things that are quote unquote cutting edge and all of this new research, which in reality, it's not really new, but it's just coming out more now it takes 17 years to put that into practice. So even though we have all of this mounds of scientific evidence backing the power of nutrition, we've got two things working against us. We've got our healthcare system working against us. And then we also have the stagnant approach to putting it in place when it comes to medical practice. And so as a healthcare professional, I think it is our duty. It is our job 
for you too, Jenny, as a personal trainer to be an advocate for this kind of stuff, because people don't, don't, you don't know what you don't know, but once you know it, you can't unlearn it. So it's really, I think something that all healthcare professionals should invest in and learning about and really see the power that is in nutrition. Do you have, you shared a book with me right before we hopped on. What was the name of it again? The Disease Delusion? That's it. Can you share a little bit about that book with us? Because I'm always interested in learning about new books and educating myself on on uh, all the things when it comes to health and wellness. So share a little bit about that with us. Sure. Really what this book is talking about is, like you said, the body systems and when you start experiencing the signs and symptoms from chronic disease, it's really because something's out of balance. Mm -hmm. So it talks a lot about that. And it also talks about the biggest disconnect in the health, in the Western medicine, in the Mm -hmm. healthcare industry. And what it is, is that 80% of all healthcare costs in the United States stem from chronic disease. Mm-hmm. but there is literally zero training in medical school mm-hmm. on how to treat chronic disease. And the problem is, is that the big pharmaceutical companies or big pharma, they actually pay medical schools. Mm-hmm. They are writing the books. They are funding and these colleges. And so they are taught how to treat chronic disease with pills with medications and then it leads to polypharmacy polypharmacy is when a patient is on multiple different medications for multiple reasons and then the doctors keep adding in another medicine for that sign and symptom and then everything's completely messed up in the body and then you start looking at leaky gut syndrome and your gut microbiome is off and even when we do eat, we're not absorbing the nutrients Mm -hmm. or they're not going where they're supposed to go, which leads to diabetes, a a huge um, problem in Americans. But I do want to talk real quick about one time I was sitting down at my computer and I was reading a chart and it was, it was a gentleman and we'll call him Mr. Smith. And I'm reading this chart and he has CAD, coronary artery, arterial sclerosis. He's got angina and he's got heart failure and just all these diseases and signs and symptoms. And then at the bottom of this chart, it says, but Mr. Smith has recently started a vegan diet. His angina is almost completely gone. His test results are coming back better. And we are able to take him off of medication, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And this was literally within just a few weeks, within Mm -hmm. just a few weeks of not inundating our bodies with animal products. It's incredible. And in that moment, and I'll never forget that moment because I was very new to this and I was just trying to transition my family. And and I'm not saying that it's easy because it's not, but it's worth it. And when I read that chart, I knew, I knew that was a sign that this was right. I'm on the right path. This is the healthiest way. Yeah. Now, um, I love that you brought up how it was hard, but it's definitely worth it. And so when you, I want you to talk a little bit about how you were able to transition your family. Jenny, you're married. Your husband is a big guy, (laughs) muscular Marine, and you have a son. So can you talk us 
through how you were able to transition your family to a plant-based vegan diet. Yes. So initially I, thankfully my husband is a very intelligent human being (laughs) and when given evidence and he started doing his own research, he quickly, yeah, this is, this is right. You know? Mm -hmm. And, And like you said, he's a Marine. He's a big guy. It was Lots of meat, lots of meat at every meal, lots of eggs, lots of meat. Where's it at? So it was hard. <laughs> yep. And it was hard for my son as well. We were the kind of family every Saturday morning. We fried up the bacon with the cheesy eggs. And we thought that was healthy because, oh, it's low carb. Great. No, it, it's not. There, there's nothing good about any of that. Just lots of fat and unsaturated fat and saturated fat, growth hormones and steroids and antibiotics, and I could go on and on. So yes, it was it was difficult, but I'll tell you, it wasn't something that we did quickly. It wasn't all or nothing. It was adding in a meatless Monday and then learning how to veganize our favorite food. So like chili, I just left out the meat. I added different kinds of beans in there. Meatloaf, I started making lentil loaf, okay, out of lentils and chickpeas instead of chicken and dumplings. We had chickpeas and dumpling. We just, I started learning how to veganize our favorite things. Uh, Spaghetti, the vegan, you know, meat industries come a long way with the impossible meat. You know, you just swap it out or the beyond meat. Now I will say this, the non-vegan meat, plant-based meat, alternatives are still highly processed. They are considered in the vegan diet, not so much the whole foods plant-based diet. It's still the whole foods plant-based diet is food in a minimally processed state, you know, carrots, potatoes, vegetables, fruit, whole grains. So we don't, we try to stay away from the processed vegan meats uh, substitutes. Uh, but they have come a long way. I'll tell you, maybe once every couple of weeks, we'll have something like that. So it's really important to try to stick to that whole foods plant-based diet. However, when we first started doing this, mm-hmm. it was basically whatever we had to do to get through. Yeah. And I think that is a good point that the plant-based meats, they're still highly processed. So as you're transitioning, like if this is something you're going to do for your family, you kind of use that as like a segue into trying new things, but kind of using that as an alternative in the in-between. So Uh, I do want you to answer this question for me because I know you get it all the time and listeners, I know you probably have this question as well. So when we talk about eating a plant-based diet or being a vegan, I want you to tell me where do you get your protein from? Oh, yes. (laughs) So I think that a lot of marketing coming from the meat industry has made us believe that the more meat, the more manly you are, the more muscle you build, when literally that's not true. And when I was studying for my personal training certification, which I got from the top personal training accredited school, I was blown away because it's truly complex carbohydrates that build the muscle, not the protein, okay? (laughs) And that's facts. And you can do a simple Google search on that one too. But for some reason, the vegetables and, and, you know, the starchy potatoes and stuff like that, they're not, they're not marketed. Who wants to market broccoli? (laughs) There's just not money there. It is sad. So broccoli has a lot of protein in it. Brussels sprouts have a lot of protein in it. Green peas have a lot of protein in it. Chickpeas, kidney beans, black eyed peas, 
cannonelli beans, navy beans, lentils, there's green lentils, there's black lentils, there's red lentils, quinoa, a whole grain has a lot of protein in it. You can get protein from all different kinds of sources, from plant-based foods. You don't need to eat the meat to get protein. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. So it's been almost two years now that I have been eating a plant-based diet and I eat my main sources of protein. My go-tos are chickpeas because they're just, they're yummy. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> and lentils. And I also like the edamame. That's also another go-to of mine. That's quick and easy. Um, that's a plant-based source. So you guys, when we're talking plant-based, I really want you to have an understanding of what 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 is plant-based. So when you talk about a plant-based diet, I like to explain it. And Jenny, you can kind of chime in on this, but it's basically anything that grows in the dirt, right? So this is when we talk about real food, this is stuff that actually grows in the dirt. So or on trees or bushes. <laughs> yeah, but it ultimately, it comes from the dirt. So it's like yep. anything, fruits, vegetables, nuts, whole grains, sprouts, like you've got all this stuff that's actually alive. So your food is alive. So whether it's in a nut or a seed that you plant and then becomes a tree, or it's an apple you pick off of a tree, or it's a potato that grows in the dirt. Like this is something that is nutrient dense because it's coming from the soil. And then when you eat it, you're consuming all of those nutritional benefits from the plant. And that's and phytonutrient. In the phytonutrients. Yep. So I want you to talk to us a little bit about fiber. So fiber, unfortunately, only 5% of Americans are reaching their daily fiber recommended intake. And fiber, of course, comes from plant in the fruits and the vegetables and, and all that good stuff. There's absolutely no fiber found in animal products. Fiber keeps our digestion system functioning properly, our colon, it gets all the toxic waste out of there. It keeps you regular. You should be having at least one to two bowel movements a day. If you're not, that's a problem. When we eat meat and other animal products, especially if you're not buying organic and grass-fed, you're eating the stuff that has been injected with cancer-causing chemicals. And then when that meat sits in your colon, it creates polyps, which a lot of times are benign and we can remove those. But a lot of times, if they're not removed in a sufficient adequate amount of time, then they turn cancerous. And that's why colon cancer is very prevalent. And if you even look on the American Cancer Society website and you will look to see what they recommend you eat and how to avoid getting cancers like colon cancer, kidney cancer, and things like that. It literally tells you to stay away from processed meat. And I don't know what people think processed meat is. Processed meat is anything that's been processed, okay? So anything that's went to the slaughterhouse and got butchered, okay? And they put nitrates in it and all kinds of growth hormones, steroids, antibiotics, you name it, it's all in it. It's processed meat, bacon, sausage, ham, uh, steaks, hot dogs, hamburgers, whatever. That is processed meat and it is literally killing us. It's killing our planet. We need to be eating more fiber. We need to be teaching our children where food really comes from 
teaching them how to grow food and training their palates to actually enjoy plants. Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people have this idea that when you talk about eating a plant-based diet, it's like you're eating salads all the time. And what I've learned over the past two years or almost two years is that when you start to eat more plants, you learn new and fun ways to prepare them and you actually can use herbs and spices and all of these other things to jazz them up. So as you create these new meals, you're using other plants like the herbs to increase the flavor of them. And so really it changes your palate. It changes your taste buds and you now crave that kind of stuff versus craving the stuff that is not good for you. And when it comes to our children, and I will be the first to admit, like my kids, they still eat kid food. They eat junk. But I do think it's important that I educate them on what is healthy and what is not healthy. We always talk about making a healthy choice. We always talk about what is not a healthy choice. And while their their kids and their diet could use vast improvement, I am just working with them where we are right now to at least let them know like, hey, that's not a healthy choice. Or when we talk about someone being overweight, we don't talk about them being fat. I really bring up the importance of they need to make healthier choices. They need to, and so they're, they're always, they're not fat or skinny. They're just because you can still be skinny and, and, and be unhealthy. So we look at it from a healthy perspective. Can you share with us a little bit about how Colton, I know he transitioned into this lifestyle as well and how he kind of adapted to that. Okay. Yes. So Colton initially, he was right before he turned seven is when I started saying, Hey, we're not having any more bacon on Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, And in his little mind, he doesn't understand heart disease and cancer. You know, Mm -hmm. so unfortunately I had to bring out the big guns and I had, he, my son is a very empathetic child and he loves animals. So I had to just show him a YouTube video and show him how bacon is really made. And it was a video showing pigs at a slaughterhouse screaming and being held up by their feet and being dropped into boiling, scalding hot water. Mm. Um, He immediately started crying and he was extremely upset. So much so that he went in his room and hid under his bed and was crying. Mm-hmm. He couldn't believe that's where bacon came from. My husband did get really upset and he said, I don't want you showing him that anymore. He said, we'll, we'll do your, your plant-based diet, but just don't show him that anymore. And I said, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have to show him that anymore, but um, I think it's very important that we teach our kids truly where food comes from. Just like if you stick a baby in a crib at one or two years old and you place a little baby chicken in front of it or you place an apple, he's going to want to play with the chicken and eat the apple. Mm -hmm. And it's just the things that we have ingrained in us um, that we're supposed to eat animals. We were taught that at a very early age, but given the choice, we're not true carnivores, people. We want to play with the animals as kids. So Mm -hmm. we don't grab them and want to take a bite out of them. Yep. So now Colton is, he'll be 11 this year. 
10, nice. 10 and yeah. he will be 11 this year. And I'll tell you, initially we were very strictly plant-based, but given the society we live in, and for a while I did do this when he would get invited to birthday parties and stuff, I would bring a vegan pizza and I would bring the vegan cupcakes. But as he got older, he started feeling like he was being singled out. Mm-hmm. And that was a little embarrassing for him. Um, so I stopped doing that. So he will occasionally have cheese pizza mm-hmm. and at birthday parties or whatever. And he will occasionally have a cupcake that probably has egg in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has not had meat in, um, oh my gosh, almost four years that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important to, to recognize too, is that this is not an all or nothing because any little bit that you can do is going to be beneficial to your health. And so that's really what we're, we want you to get the big picture here is that there is power in plant-based nutrition and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. If you're in, if you're incorporating one more meal a week into your family's, what they're consuming and you're, you know, you're, you're leaving out meat and doing a meatless Monday or whatever that is, it's still going to be beneficial to your health. And so it is, it takes baby steps. It does not happen overnight. And if this is something that you truly, you truly want to do, you have to go into it with the mindset of making small baby steps and not that it's going to happen overnight or that it has to be all or nothing approach because I'm the same way. Like I, I haven't eaten meat in almost two years and I will eat pizza. My family's having a pizza night. We do pizza and I don't beat myself up over it. I don't, it's not a big deal. It's one night. And then the next day I just, you know, I mean, I eat normal, which is, has become normal to me now. And I will say that my husband is a hamburger guy and he loves hamburgers, but he is, he has made so many shifts in the way he eats and the way he thinks about food and really how he feels. He was talking to a guy one day and I've shared this story with you. I think I posted it on my Facebook about, you know, he was talking to a guy about working out and he was telling him, he's like, yeah, have you ever tried plant-based diet? He's like, my wife, she's been on this plant-based diet and, you know, I feel so much better when I eat healthier. And the guy's like, no, man, I eat real food. And I was like, okay, <laughs> obviously you don't know what real food is because we just went over that. Like real food is actually stuff that grows in the dirt, which is your plants, your fruits, your vegetables, your nuts, your whole grains, all of those things. So <laughs> So yeah, no, that's actually a real diet, dudes. Yeah, that was um, that was pretty funny. But anyway, so I'm going to wrap things up here, Jenny. Do you have any last things that you want to tell my listeners that you, you know, any wisdom that you want to share with them as we sign off today? Just to tag on to what you were saying. I, you know, when I first started this journey and I said, you know what, I'm going to get in the health industry, not healthcare or sick care, but you know, I'm studying for my holistic nutrition certification. And I'm going to be a personal trainer and I'm going to help people transition to whole foods, plant-based. Okay. Now I realize I'm not naive enough to think that I'm going to get all my clients, you know, or everybody that comes to my gym to transition. But what I do give is recipes on how to eat more fruits and vegetables, because a lot of people don't know how to cook it um, or how to make it taste good. So instead of saying, give up the animal products, I in turn say, just eat more fiber, eat more plants. 
I'm going to show you how to cook it so that you'll enjoy it. And so you'll want to eat more plants. And like you said, it's the herbs, it's the spices, it's the sauces is what makes food taste good. Mm -hmm. That's what, I mean, that's why we're constantly marinating our food like animals, you know, and mm -hmm. put, adding all kind of stuff on it, you know, having to grill it, cook it and all that. I'm telling you right now, I can make a mean cauliflower buffalo wing, you know? <laughs> Because you're that's all you want is you want that flavor, you want flavor. that flavor, you want that spice. Yep, that it's all it's all in the flavor, baby. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anyway, thank you so much for being on today, Jenny, and sharing your knowledge. You could tell listeners where they can find you. I know you are on Facebook and Instagram and share your handle with them. Yes. So I'm on Instagram at my planted soul. Um, I have a Facebook group, an open Facebook group my planted soul all one word and also i have a website myplantedsoul.com and i will have much more resources available in the coming months for you awesome and i'm excited 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 to to hear more about those as you get your certification and all the things so thank you so much jenny thank you for having me Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories, and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Plant-based. You're seeing it on labels all over the place, right? Like literally, I've even seen it on cigarettes. Yes, cigarette companies are using this as a marketing tool. So if you're my age, you grew up in the fat-free era. You've seen gluten-free trends. You've seen the Atkins diet. You've seen the keto craze. You've seen all these phases, right? So is a plant-based diet or the term plant-based just another trendy marketing scheme? The short answer is no. No, it is not. Why? Because it is backed by science. It has been proven that it is the only diet to cure heart disease. The number one killer in America. Google it. Do your own research and you'll find that the Whole Foods plant-based diet is the only diet that's been proven to cure and reverse heart disease. A plant-based diet. And I don't even like to say diet here because I feel like it gets taken out of context. But a diet is just simply a way of eating. In other words, it's the foods that you consume. So think foods that are plants, foods that grow in the dirt, foods that actually come from the earth. These are the best foods for you that provide the best nutritional benefits for your body, period. So think not only fruits and vegetables, you guys, but nuts and seeds and whole grains and beans and herbs. If this sounds overwhelming to you, don't let it be. While no supplement can replace eating real whole foods, you can simply start with incorporating one shake into your daily routine. 
You can make a smoothie with fruits and vegetables in it, and you can add a plant-based protein supplement with extra benefits of vitamins, nutrients, phytonutrients, adaptogens, antioxidants, prebiotics, probiotics, and fiber. This Whole Foods plant-based formula provides a great, healthy, nutritional foundation to your daily routine. Let's keep healthy simple, guys. Check out the show notes for more.